Hello everyone, my name is Anna Healy and I am a life and business coach based in West Cork. I had this idea about six months ago that I wanted to interview women who have started their own business and understand what motivated them. I wanted to meet women from all over West Cork to discover their stories, to hear the lessons that they have learned through their business and celebrate their successes with them. I wanted the interview to be a relaxed conversation in a relaxed environment where we get to chat about the real life experiences of working for your own business. That meant that I called to people's homes, their offices, place of business, just to get a better sense of the woman and their business. It also meant that there are environmental noises in the recording as we were on location, so to speak. So be aware that the sound will be a little sketchy at times due to interruptions from children, partners, animals, even outside cars at times. I think it adds to the authenticity of the interview. This series of interviews has grown a wonderful following and I now realise that there are hundreds of women in West Cork who have taken the plunge into self-employment. My interviews are just a sample of the women out there working hard, using their creativity and pushing the boundaries to make a better world for everyone. I'm getting a real buzz from these meetings and I come away inspired from all the knowledge that they impart. My hope is that you will realise that these wonderful women are just regular people like you and I. Each woman had an idea or a dream and through their courage and determination they made it happen for them. And maybe you might get some inspiration from these ladies to put your dreams into action. Thanks a million for tuning in tonight. Just to let you know, I have some sort of a viral thing going on, so my voice is uh, a lot huskier than usual. So uh, apologies for that, but uh, we can move on with the show anyway. So introducing Carla Goodman. Carla Goodman is an actress turned highly experienced television producer. She founded Made to Measure Films, which is a professional video production company in 2014. The company is based in West Cork and generates fun, unique and memorable videos tailor-made to the specifics of the business needs. They also produce short documentaries and have recently begun offering legacy films for people wanting to capture their family history in an interview format. The production team is made up of a group of TV professionals with many years of experience and a wealth of creativity. Their knowledge of the TV industry allows them the expertise to compete with large and expensive advertising companies, but to offer outstanding production values at a fraction of the cost. After graduating in drama and classics at UCL and a semester at Berkeley University in California, she trained as a professional actress in London and went into professional acting and directing for 10 years. She moved into a career in television in 1998, working at Ardmore Studios, Dublin, Ricochet, Granada and Channel 4 in London. She also worked on Time Team, an RTS award winner and a stalwart of British TV for 20 years. Drama is still very important to her and the story is always the drive in most of her films. As Carla says, storytelling is the most powerful way to put ideas into the world. I met with Carla down in the lovely Kinsale on site. We were sitting outside Acton's on a lovely frosty morning with a bit of heat behind our backs, listening to the seagulls and listening to the wind going through the mass. And it was delicious, it was delightful, but also there's probably a, a bit of extra noise this time round. I asked Carla how she came about to develop her business. 
Well, it's a long story, actually. I never okay. went a direct route. Okay. I, um, I went to university, and then I went to drama school, and then I went into acting. So I spent okay. about seven or eight years as an actress in London. I was actually at drama school with Minnie Driver, so it's Ooh. interesting to see her path, you know, every so yes. often. You know, so there was a lot of people who either carried on acting or went into different areas, into voice coaching or into marketing or advertising. So I stuck at the acting for a good while, but discovered I really enjoyed the directing side of it, as opposed to just being one person in a show. I liked to see the whole thing as a concept from start to finish. And I think it's because I'm really mad about detail. Mm. So I loved working with the set designer. I loved working with the costume designer, the lighting designer. And of course, obviously, pulling a, a good performance out of actors was a, was a fantastic challenge. Mm. Very, very rewarding. So I found I preferred, I still loved, I loved the whole acting thing. I still do, but I liked the directing. So that's the direction I went into. And I worked with three different companies that I was responsible for also being one of the co-founders of and we toured and we toured Britain and we toured France and so on so I had a lovely career but I came to the point where I felt I was I suppose like a lot of actors I was finding mm, I'm kind of living on a wage packet that's probably going to get me to about here to the end of the month and okay. there was no putting in roots down yeah. So you get to an age where you think, oh, can I keep going like this, really? Yeah. If you don't hit the big break, if you don't get a big TV series that pays lovely royalties that you, you know you, you can pay a mortgage with, um, you have to make that decision. How far am I going to go? Am I going to do this part-time? Am I going to do this in conjunction with another job, with a lot of actors do anyway? Mm. So I decided I loved photography. I had got a scholarship to Berkeley University when I was at university in London to study drama and photography. So I mm. really loved photography. It was my other passion. And I decided that I would try my, try my hand behind the camera as opposed to in front. So I went off to Granada where they make Coronation Street. Wow. <laughs> and ended up following people who were producing Coronation Street. And I have to say, it's the most formulaic thing I've ever seen in my life. There's no spontaneity. Oh, really? It's quite dull, really, because okay. it was it was like colouring by numbers. You know, people turned up, did what they did, you know. And it was, it was very slick, but it didn't seem to have any kind of passion, I suppose. But it was a fantastic experience. I got behind the scenes of so many different programmes and so on that were made up in Granada for ITV at that stage. So that was my launch pad into television. And then fast forward a few years, well, not too many, I ended up in Ardmore Studios in Dublin and I worked on Murder, She Wrote, um, which is oh, one of those. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Everybody those, knows Jessica. <laughs> one of those endless sort of TV dramas that yeah. went on and on and on. And, um, but that was good fun and it was good fun, but I tell you, I've never worked so hard in my life. Right. It was up at five and it was home by 11. Wow. So okay. it was eating and eating breakfast, dinner and lunch and everything in between on set. Very, very long days. Mm. That, I mean, you can't do that forever. That was like three weeks of that. Okay. But yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Ardmore was fun. And then I, I met my husband while I was in Granada training to get behind the camera and do television and get into production and end up as a producer. And we, we both moved to London. I had got a job with Time Team, which was um, one of those iconic programs at that yes. period of time. It was so popular. 
on Channel 4 um, and I was delighted. I didn't really know the programme terribly well, but I have to say I had the most fantastic three years of my life working for Time Team. We would be in the office for a month and then we'd be on location for about five days. And okay. the most amount of fun happened on location. On location. Of course. <laughs> Particularly the when the cameras had stopped. It yeah. was just a lovely bunch of people. It was kind of another three years of university in a way, where yes. you got to know people so well. Yeah. And you got to know them in a way that you don't normally get to know people working because you're so reliant on each other as yeah. a team yeah. to pull something together so that you don't end up having a shambolic programme. You yes. have to, there's no option. Failure is not an option, so yeah. you have to work really hard together. So that was really, really very good fun. And around the same time, I worked on live shows and um, mini documentaries and drama documentaries, which would have been reconstructions of sort of crimes and so on. One particular one was the, the Dome Heist in London, which was some years ago when some kind of nutty old men decided they were going to steal the diamonds from the London Dome. They decided they were just going to break into the dome with a digger <laughs> and <laughs> grab the diamonds and make a quick escape on a boat on the river. So okay. in terms of reconstruction, it was great fun. Yeah. <laughs> We had diggers, we had people in copper yeah. uniforms in the boat. We had all sorts of yeah. shenanigans going on. Oh, fab. Um, so anyway, that was another one of those um, yeah. interesting little quirky programmes that I've worked on. And then obviously um, rolling forward again, we moved to Ireland and I stopped, I paused to have a family like okay. so many of us mm. do. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I couldn't keep my, <laughs> I couldn't keep myself from being involved in things. I became mm. involved in lots of things, yeah. um, and doing the odd jobs and lots of voluntary stuff as well, and organising huge kind of kids' parties that was, you know people would arrive and think it was some theatre show because I just couldn't contain <gasps> wow. myself to yeah. stop you know creating big sort of theatrical things because yeah. that was really what I, I loved and still love doing. So when my last child went to school, I decided to get my working boots back on and Fab. start again. And not to go searching for, for jobs per se, but to start something that I was again in control of, mm. where I could um, build up slowly and where I could choose jobs and just work a little bit more on flexi time as I was starting the business up. Mm -hmm. That's really where I um, sprung from. So as a production company, what we are is a group of professionals who come together under myself who creates stories and we start from scratch. My background, as I've just explained, would be theatre and drama and stories and so mm. on. And so when someone comes to us saying, look, we have this product or we have this festival or whatever it might be, you know, we'd really love you to cover it and help us on the, the production of something visually to put out on social media or, or, or a commercial for TV. And I would say, we'll spend time together, we'll talk about this, mm -hmm. I'll ask you about yourselves, I'll dig deep in, into your, why do you want to do this, what's the purpose of, who is your target audience, what is your USP? Should we drill down and find that? So that we really create something that is of benefit to the person who's come, the client. So I will then go away and create a concept, 
mm. write a script, make a storyboard, which is really useful, and the camera guys love it when I create a storyboard. They go, oh, we love your little storyboards. Oh. And then afterwards, you know, we, we'll be sitting in the cutting room and editing it and you know, producing post-production where you, you add your graphics and your music and the whole thing comes together a bit like a creation of a beautiful wedding cake in that you, all the components come together and you deliver it. And I have to say, you know, touch wood, I, I've never had anyone who hasn't been utterly delighted with the end product, which is really good, partly for them, but also for me because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I really can't let anything go that I don't feel that I have a, an element of pride about. It's really important to me mm -hmm. that it looks good. Mm -hmm. And also it's very important that it does the job. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. and, and doing the job is something that is, when you have loads of material, the editing, editing process is really quite uh, labor intensive. And I think unless you actually edit, it's difficult to describe the process in that how, you, how do you bring all those elements together succinctly and deliver a story mm -hmm. and something that's watchable. And now with social media, it has to be within 60 seconds wow. yeah. for Instagram, mm -hmm. longer for Facebook and so on, and longer if you want it on your website. But it's bringing all those elements into a powerful 60 second or 58 seconds punch. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that takes a bit of work, actually. I can imagine. Do you work this locally or is this national? Or it is national. Work? I worked with Easton's up in Dublin and we worked on a commercial for Standard Life, which was shot up in Dublin. And I've also done some uh, promos for a theatre company in the UK. And they, they deliver me a, a really challenging um, concept in that they haven't even started the rehearsals, but they want a promo for the show. So I have to really work very hard in terms of, I mean, they gave me, the, one of them they gave me was Hard Times. And if you know Charles Dickens' Hard Times, yeah. the book is the size of a brick, <laughs> you know. So I'm going, okay, can you deliver? It's really dark as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, go on. Can yeah. you tell me? And if you drop it into the bath, it's the size of two books. <laughs> By experience, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I um, would have to sort of whittle down, with obviously with them, you know, whittle down the themes, whittle down what's peculiar to that production and so on. So that's a whole new challenge altogether. That sounds wonderful. It's good fun, it is good fun. I mean, it, obviously I love it because it's back to theatre again yeah. and storytelling. And, yeah. But I think what I really enjoy doing in everything I do is actually try and find the essence of the story and also to try and find the essence of the truth in it. That, that if it's a company that, for example, delivers experiences to, to kids who might be disabled or whatever, you mm. just try and drill down to the, to the passion mm. and to the truth behind what they do. I actually did a commercial for a lady who is an OT specialist and she adds on yoga to her therapy sessions. So when the kids come in, she does a session, a little session of yoga with them. Mm -hmm. And it might be, you know, it does it with bean bags and rocking and big Pilates balls and, you know, that uh, Play-Doh and so on. And she calms them down completely before she even starts the OT session. Mm. And so we followed her and it wasn't just about the kids, it was about what balances her. So we filmed the beach and we filmed her on the beach and we filmed her with the kids and we filmed all the aspects of what makes her special as a OT specialist. And we interviewed her as well. So the whole thing went together and three years later mm -hmm. uh, um, someone pops up on YouTube and goes, oh my God, this makes my heart sing. What a beautiful video and what a beautiful way to work. Wow. And I, I just thought, isn't that nice that you've done it, you've, you've handed it over, you've yeah. delivered it and you've moved on. And three years yeah. later someone... 
and it still yeah. resonates. Yeah, and it which touches. Is and it touches them. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of hope that most, or if not all, of what I produce kind of touches people in mm. some way. I think that's how we get any message across, is mm. just move people in some aspect, some sense of either I want to belong to that, to those principles of that company, or I just, in trusting myself in that company, I believe in their, their message, or I believe in the integrity of that company, or mm. whatever it is. I mean, I, I just think that's kind of really important. I think that makes you stand out as well, actually, mm -hmm. when you're delivering visual messages through video. The impact. The impact, yeah. Mm. yeah. We're all humans, mm. and we all want to reach out to each other, and we all love each other's stories if we just stop and listen. Mm -hmm. That's the, the idea, and recently I worked on a project which we were commissioned to do this summer called My Kinsale, and it was interviewing 20 locals from Kinsale, and it was about their backstory, how they came to live there, and yeah, it was, it was called My Kinsale and it was interviewing 20 people from Kinsale who were locals. It's not all locals, but locals now. Some were mm -hmm. blow-ins and some had been born here and mm -hmm. uh, go back generations. And the idea was to get their backstory, to get their, what they do currently, and also to ask them what their aspirations were for the future. Not for themselves, but for the community. Wow. And what their aspirations were for the next generation who were going to live in Kinsale, what they wanted to see, what they wanted to change, what they didn't want to change. And it was it was a lovely project actually. We had we took two days to film twenty people and I asked them to come in with some kind of piece of paper that illustrated their story, a photograph, a you know, a biscuit tin, anything that related to their story. Lots of them most of them didn't but so it meant I had to go to yeah. a bit of extra kind of searching in terms of catching up with footage to cover their story. But yeah. They were interesting because they all had something different to say and the important thing was you were only interested in what their aspirations were for the future if you got to know them beforehand. So their story about themselves yeah. essentially was the most important thing. Yeah, um, that's social history there now isn't it? It is, it's like an archive of social history, it would be lovely to Beautiful. roll that out in other communities, wouldn't it? What I want to ask you is mm. maybe you've had a varied career now at this mm. stage. What has been the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? I suppose two things, really. When you're starting something, I think know that it's something you want to do because you're going to have to throw yourself into it. And if you're passionate and you really, really want to do it, the reward of actually doing it will be enough until you make money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to be working hard and you might not get the return and you're probably spending more than you're getting back in again. But if you're still enjoying doing it without that mm -hmm. financial reward, then you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And you will definitely get there. Mm -hmm. um, and don't be disheartened by things that don't come off. Don't take it personally, I think that's the thing. You know, Keep your resolve and, and keep your strength and don't take anything personally. It's business after all. Mm. And the other thing is, know when to stop. At the okay. end of the day, I think, know when to draw the line under the diary, and that's going to happen tomorrow. And go home to your family and stop. Getting a life balance is really good because one feeds the other. Mm. So if you're good at home and you know when to stop and move away from work, then you can be focused and mindful of your family. And then when you're at work, you can be mindful of the work. Mm. For me, knowing when to stop is knowing when something is, is good enough because otherwise you can beat yourself up and go on and on and think, oh, I just do this bit and I'll just add that, oh, I could do this, that and the other. Knowing when to stop and deliver mm. and go, job well done. Mm. Of course you could have done this, of course you could have done that, of course you could, but that's for another day, that's for another job. Mm. You know? 
because we are constantly learning mm. and we're constantly improving and we're constantly changing so I mean I said I was a little bit of a perfectionist but there is no such thing as perfection mm. and it, it can be a, a real trap as well actually everything is evolving everything is changing you're, you, you might do a project and look back on it and go god I could have done this that, and the other but at mm. the time you did the best job you could in terms of your business so far, yeah. what have been the best aspects of maybe owning and running your own business so okay. far? Uh, I suppose the best aspect is probably the flexibility because I have a family. That's also a downside because sometimes I have to work late into the evening, also I have to work late, you know, at the weekends if mm -hmm. I haven't, if something has, uh, you know, I haven't been able to finish a task, I will then have to work a few more hours, weekends or, or at night. But I suppose the, the best aspect is working on a concept myself and then getting people in to help you build that wow. and then seeing it materialise. That's a really lovely thing. So from so like I was saying, I do my little storyboards and I see my little sketches. Um, and if people don't know what a storyboard is, it's if you think of a cartoon on yeah. a piece of paper, the old fashioned cartoons were always in little boxes and you read from one box from the from the left to the right yeah. the storyboard is a series of cartoons and each box would be the shot that you want to get so it would be the angle that the camera will be at it would be the the, the whether it's a medium shot whether it's a close-up shot so that each box would have the drawing that would be exactly what the camera guy mm -hmm. would be expected to capture and so when you work a storyboard up and then you actually get to the point of seeing it in the edit and you go, oh, it, it will always be slightly different and it yeah. hopefully be better. Yeah. Because what team that you pull in bring is, yeah. is more ideas, is more creativity, yeah. is more exciting sort of elements to a story. So I, I also love working with teams because I, I love the idea of accepting other people's ideas and you know and, and very often when you're out on a, a location on a shoot somewhere you know you have this storyboard and you go oh throw that idea out this one is yes. has presented itself is so much better <laughs> lovely you know, not yeah. uh, not and changing the concept but yeah. I mean changing the particular shot or yeah. throwing an extra one you hadn't even thought about until you got yeah. there. The challenge is, is, is trying to market yourself actually all the time. There are other companies out there, so what you try and do is present yourself as you are, as unique, as what you deliver, what you provide, and not to be feel threatened by the competition of other companies, but actually to see what they're doing, to, to take note, and also keep instilling what is unique about you, what's different mm -hmm. about you as opposed to them. And we've had, I mean, I gather testimonies along the way and what, she, what always comes across is that we genuinely work together with people, that I take time to get to know the client and that we ask questions and that we, like I was saying, we drill down and we don't just come in and film something, we create a whole concept very meticulously and then come in and film it and run the set and I have camera guys who work for RTE and Channel 4 and BBC and what they bring in is is just fantastic mm. because they will say oh I like that idea Carla but what if we just do take this angle and we I'm going to light it in such such a way or I'm going to take it from above as opposed to but and then they they just add to the color of it mm. it, it is a t it's genuinely a team effort and the client is part of that team as well you know and and I think very often uh, clients love being on set they, it's exciting they like seeing it I'd love like, to be on yeah. set <laughs>
And it can be very yeah. tedious as well because yeah. you're going, okay, what's going on now? It's not always clear what's going on very yeah. often because there's someone looking down the lens and they're fiddling around and they're doing this the other thing and what, what is going on? But I think the nice thing is actually when everyone is on set, that it's relaxed, that it's fun, that you actually have a laugh as well. I mean, mm. I've had, I have to say, some of the biggest laughs and some of the best giggles I've ever had in my life mm -hmm. have been on set. Yeah. Um, so that's really important too, that it's okay. not just another job. It's actually a nice experience for everybody and for people who are considering starting their own business what one key piece of advice okay. would you offer them I think when you when you become self-employed it isn't simply about making money it's actually about creating a business that you feel proud of it, um, it's actually kind of doing something that you feel is useful or worthy in some description who's your daughter mom I'm thinking of setting up a business I'm just finished from college I'm after doing she wants to go into veterinary. There you go. Uh, yeah. So I want to do veterinary. I want to go out on my own. Yeah. I'm going to set up a pets and poodles veterinary shop. What would you tell her? Ooh, I would sell her to have good people around her, actually. I tell her, make sure her support network is set up. Make sure she's well connected to people who are already in the business and ask advice. I would say to her, make sure that you understand the business before you jump into it, that you don't take out too much of a loan before you get your first year into the business so you, you, you are aware that it is going to work. And maybe look at your personality. Are you the right personality to run your own business? And may, maybe you, you are, maybe you're not. You know, maybe there's a little bit of soul searching there needs to be done. Say, am I happier to work with other people? Because working with other people in a team is very nice, it's very comforting and you can close the door and walk away from it. But when you're self-employed you never really walk away from your job. It's hanging over you at the weekend. If even if you're not working you're probably thinking about it. Have I got this how can, how can I juggle the next two weeks with these jobs? I've got this invoice that, that needs to be paid. I've got this um, job that still the money hasn't come in from that job. So you, it's always in the back of your mind. Are you the person that wants to have that? Or do you want to be the person that shuts the door? Friday night you get home and you nothing to worry about until you get back there on Monday morning again. Because not everybody wants to run their own business. And I think that's very important to, to know. Am I the right person to run a business? Or am I better off working within a company? Because that suits me better. Mm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so talk about never being off call when you run your own business. I was, um, I think it was about 7.30 in the morning and the phone went. And just to put this into context, we've been getting a series of, you know, those scam calls? And I had been looking them up on my phone yeah. and I had been, this was on my mobile now, and I had been blocking the numbers yeah. and doing the same on the landline, on the office landline. And we had a whole spate of them. So anyway, up pops this number at 7.30 in the morning and I go, oh, 0065, that, oh, that's definitely a spam one, block. And then I went and got, when I got into the office, there was another similar number. And my, you know, I had been Googling numbers, um, what comes up, Kenya, I suppose, comes up a lot and so yeah. on. Um, but anyway, so I blocked that too. And I had a meeting that day and I went out to um, the meeting and came back and had forgotten about the numbers completely. And as I was returning back to the office, I listened to the messages on my mobile phone. And the one at 7.30 in the morning was from New Zealand. And it was a, a, a big wine company called Invivo Wines who produced the Sauvignon Blanc that Graham drinks on the sofa during his chat show, <gasps> the Graham Norton show. Yes. And um, 
they had discovered me <laughs> online and they wanted to discuss me filming Graham Norton uh, doing his blending session down at West Cork <gasps> Distillery of his pink gin. Yes. And um, I was absolutely flabbergasted because I was thinking, oh my God, I've just, you, you know, found their number. <laughs> a really nice job. So as soon as I got that message, I unblocked the landlines, the mobiles, <laughs> everything going and uh, quickly rang them back. But obviously, when I, by the time I rang them back, they'd gone to sleep. So, so over the next couple of days, I was, I was sweating because over the next couple of days, we were trying to, to, to talk to each other, but there was a time difference. So I was waiting until nine o'clock at night for them to ring me. And then obviously, uh, or, or, or half seven in the morning. And so this went on for about two, two to three days. And we did speak, we eventually did a voice call at nine o'clock at night. I think it was a, a, a video call and so on. And they had seen my work. They really liked my work and they wanted me to come and film Graham down in West Cork. But wow. they didn't want a big film crew. They wanted it all very quiet because yeah. they wanted to keep it low key for Graham. So that was that was a, a really lovely experience actually Wowee. to go down. Because I love Graham Norton. I think he's yeah. a fantastic, oh, I think uh, he's great. Yeah. fantastic presenter. So yeah, so he arrived with his two dogs. And um, so of course we had to film them too. And um, so after doing that job, I was delighted and worked quite hard on it. It took ages to do because obviously when you're when you're filming something, you, you send a version off and then you hope to get notes within a few hours or whatever. But I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to wait 24 hours almost for them yes. to get up and watch it and for them to reply. And so I'd be there again as an as an owner of a company. I would have to stay in the office later and until nine o'clock at night in order to talk to them on the phone or get their response via email and respond to them. Yeah. So it was a quite a slow process. But anyway, that was done. I thought I'd, I thought that's it. They're New Zealand now. They're, that's it. They'll be done. A couple of months later, I got a phone call to say that they would be doing his new Sauvignon Blanc vintage in London. And would I come over and film that? Too? Wow. So that was you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, yeah. So that was that was really because I was thinking, you know, there's so many companies in London. Why would they come back to, to, to me? And, you know, but they obviously really liked working with me. Um, and it, it, Graham was dead easy to work with. He was very nice and, and we all got on well. And so I think there was a sense of trust. So they got me to come over to London and I booked a crew in London and we filmed in a lovely little boutique hotel. Yeah, um, and I'm again, sure I saw it. Done in a day Yeah, and back again, you know, so it's fly in, do and fly out again. But it was, it was, it was lovely to work on. It was a real treat to work on yes. actually. So you answer calls to Kenya and so, <laughs> all these different so now Colombia <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, so now I'm caught answering calls, even when it, even when there's no one on the end of the line, and you know it's going to be a recorded call saying yeah. your internet's going to be cut off in two seconds. I sort of wait. Yes. And then I put it. <laughs> There has to be a better way. There really does. Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to have to be your roadie sometime. Please let me carry your camera. I have to meet these people. It just sounds fabulous. You're more than welcome. Oh, my God. I'd be so excited. So, Carla, how do people contact you then if um, they want to do business with you? Well, I suppose the best way to get hold of me would be either through email which would be Carla, directly to me, Carla at mtmfilms.ie, or the website, which is www.mtmfilms.ie. And you can follow us on our Facebook as well. And we're also on Instagram. 
So you can follow us and, and email us and ring us up as well. The contact details are all on our website. And we're very happy to talk to people. There's no charge for chatting and talking to people. And that's the nice thing, you know. And I think the other thing that people feel frightened of is, oh my God, a video, that's a great big project. How do I do that? Don't worry how you do it. We will do it for you from start to finish and deliver it for you. So there's no huge amount of work for a client to put in because we do the work for them. So don't be frightened of it. Okay. It's a lovely process. And it's actually a very useful process for a company to really discover their USP. Now, wasn't that a lovely interview? And to be rubbing shoulders with somebody who was rubbing shoulders with Graham Norton. Now, uh, weren't we privileged? Thanks a million, Carla, for sharing your story with us and giving us some advice and some insights along the way as well. I suppose the key thing that resonated with me this time round was about knowing when to stop. Knowing when to stop in your business as in knowing when to close the door on a Friday evening or a Monday evening and to be able to stop and say, okay, I've done enough today, I will leave it again till tomorrow. Because I suppose it's really important that we learn how to maybe be more disciplined around our working times or our working commitments because we don't want burnout. Self-employed people are quite obsessed about their business and they can be continually switched on. So what's really important is to know when to stop and know how to stop. So maybe it's a case of, you know, developing some routines so that you can stop and that you have other commitments that you have to do in order to stop. Maybe it is a case that makes sure you have adequate diary management so that you know when you are actually working and when you are working you are really truly working and not distracted and fiddling and doodling and stuff so that when you are finished in the day then you have enough work done and you can relax and actually be in the moment and be with your family, be with your friends or just be with yourself without having to worry about work. So if any of this resonates with you, or if you would like some support around managing yourself within your business, you can contact me on anna at annahealy.ie. 